In today's episode, Bitcoin price holds 26,000 as derivatives data hints at the end of this volatility spike. We'll also be discussing the most expensive and cheapest countries to mine Bitcoin, as well as breaking news, $2 billion investment manager empowered files to launch three more Bitcoin futures ETFs. Max Kaiser's response, more. Bitcoin futures ETFs will give Wall Street some leverage to suppress the Bitcoin price. A Bitcoin spot price ETF would potentially bring a fresh $1 trillion into Bitcoin and to Wall Street under direction of the Fed, which is trying to stop or at least delay that from happening. We'll also be discussing the latest Bitcoin crash and the final breakout or fake out before the mega expansion, according to top crypto analysts, as well as Bitcoin price action is mirroring the moves that preceded the parabolic surge in 2020, according to top crypto strategists. We'll also be discussing that one Bitcoin can be worth $1 billion, according to Fidelity, one of the largest asset managers in the world, which currently controls $10 trillion in assets under management. And yes, this is the largest Bitcoin price prediction ever covered in crypto news alerts. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market, all this, plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my Rumble channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Net. Welcome to y'all just joining us. This is pod episode number 1378. I'm your host, JV, and today is August 21st, 2023. Happy Monday. The week is over. It has been one hell of a week. We had over a billion dollars in liquidations, and the markets are still virtually in the red at this time. Checking out our market watch right here, as you can see on your screen, we got Bitcoin trading at 26,000, holding on to that as support. We have Ether under 1700 as all the major alts are currently correcting and in the red and checking out coinmarketcap.com the current crypto market cap sits just above one trillion with about 29 billion uh, in volume in the past 24 hours bitcoin dominance on the rise at 48.2 percent with the ether dominance at 19.1 percent and checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours we have a KT up 7%, trading at $1.53, followed by Optimism up 5%, trading at $1.54, followed by Litecoin up uh, 2%, trading just above $66, and checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week, just a sea of red with only a handful in the green, which include Optimism, AKT, and KAS. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, yes, we're back in fear with a 38. Last week was a 50 neutral, and last month, a 52, which is neutral. So there you have it. I am curious by a show of hands, how many of you took advantage of this recent dip? I mean, a 26,000 price action, considering what, a couple of weeks ago or so, we were at 32,000. So curious, let me know. Put BTFD in that live chat. And now let's break down today's uh, Bitcoin technical analysis. Check out the charts and what is popping with the King Crypto. Quoting analysts here, Kaiko, Bitcoin surge 70% plus in 2023. Yet the Alameda Gap liquidity dip post FTX and Alameda Research Collapse remain supported by low volatility, as indicated in the chart. And to begin, traders should identify similar instances in the recent past. And the two events really do stand out, like deja vu, which you can see here in this chart. The first decline took place from March 8th to the 10th, causing Bitcoin to plummet by 11.4% to 19,006, marking its lowest point in over seven weeks. This correction followed the liquidation of Silvergate Bank, a crucial operational partner for multiple cryptocurrency 
firms. The subsequent significant movement occurred between April 19th and the 21st, resulting in a 10.4% drop of the Bitcoin price, and it revisited the 27,250 level for the first time in more than three weeks after Mr. Gensler, the chairman of the SEC, addressed the House of Financial Services Committee. Gensler's statements provided little reassurance that the agency's enforcement-driven regulatory efforts would cease. Now, not every 10% Bitcoin crash is the same, so we also have to keep that uh, in mind. Now, a comparison with the most recent event, the 11.4% Bitcoin crash we just experienced between August 15th and the 18th uh, reveals distinct dissimilarities from the previous instances. The starting point for Bitcoin futures premium was higher, surpassing the 5% neutral threshold. And notice how rapidly the derivatives markets absorbed the shock on August 18th. The Bitcoin futures premium swiftly returned to a 6% neutral to bullish position. This suggests that the decline to 26,000 did not significantly dampen the optimism of whales and the market makers regarding the crypto. Now, options markets confirm the lack of bearish momentum, as pointed out here. Traders should also analyze option markets to understand whether the recent correction has caused pro traders to become more risk adverse. In short, if traders anticipate a Bitcoin price drop, the Delta SKU metric will rise above 7%, and phases of excitement tend to have a negative 7% SKU. So ultimately, both Bitcoin options and futures metrics reveal no signs of professional traders adopting a bearish stance. While this doesn't necessarily guarantee a swift return of Bitcoin going back to 29,000 support, it does reduce the likelihood of an extended price correction. So there you have it. I mean, how many of you are anticipating the Bitcoin price action to continue dropping? Some are uh, predicting sub 20,000 uh, 20, or sub 25,000. Let me know your honest thoughts. I am obviously more bullish uh, than bearish. I look at the smart money as we talk about commonly here on the channel, and the whales are continuing to accumulate. The only ones selling during these times are the short-term hodlers, which are ultimately people who hold on to their Bitcoin for less than 180 days. So follow the smart money fam. You already know BTFD and keep stacking them stats. And now for our next story of the day, let's discuss the most expensive and cheapest places in the world to be mining Bitcoin. And I'm curious by a show of hands, how many of you have any experience with mining cryptocurrency, whether it be Bitcoin or any altcoin? Please do let us know uh, in the comments. And at the end of the show, I'll be reading those comments out loud. So yeah, according to CoinGecko, Italy is the most expensive nation for crypto mining since it takes almost $210,000 worth of electricity to produce a single Bitcoin. Come on, Italy. What's going on, dogs? Other European countries like Austria, Belgium, Denmark, and Germany follow closely at the most unprofitable regions. So yeah, Europe, electricity costs are very expensive. So it's interesting to note that Bitcoin mining is profitable in just 62 out of the 147 nations analyzed by CoinGecko. Despite its economic issues, Lebanon is the cheapest destination for such activities. Interesting. Bitcoin miners depend upon several vital factors when deciding to join the ecosystem with the cost of electricity, the quality of the employed machinery, and the network's mining difficulty being some, and I'd say electricity cost is probably the most important, right? The crypto data aggregator CoinGecko revealed that the average household electricity value to produce one Bitcoin is 46291 bucks. This is almost twice as much of the current price for the leading digital asset. However, there are regions where the rates to mine Bitcoin are way 
way more expensive, such as Italy, standing on top of the list with an electricity cost of 208,000 plus needed to produce a single Bitcoin, several of the other European ne uh, nations um, as well. Now let's discuss some of the uh, cheapest countries. The research estimated that there are considerable differences in electricity costs between the continents. For example, the average household energy price to mine one Bitcoin in Europe is estimated to be 85,000, whereas in Asia, this number is slightly higher than 20,000, so way cheaper in Asia. Lebanon seems like a perfect choice for crypto miners since it only takes $266 to produce a single Bitcoin there. Is this a typo? Are we serious? So you're mean to tell me in Italy it's 208000 to produce a Bitcoin, and in Lebanon it's only $266? Does that even make any sense, fam? Anyways, there's also Iran, Syria, Ethiopia, and Sudan round up the top five of the cheapest regions. There are countries where electricity costs are also low, but the local governments have imposed a ban on crypto operations. For example, in Iraq, where it takes less than 4000 to mine a single BTC. Quoting CoinGecko, the Iraqi central bank banned the use of crypto back in 2017. Otherwise, Iraq would have made the list as the ninth cheapest country to mine BTC. Now, what about the US? Let's discuss this. Despite standing somewhere in the middle of the list, the world's largest economy, the US, has way more expensive electricity than its neighbor, Canada, as well as Mexico. The average in Canada is 33000 to mine a Bitcoin, and in Mexico, 26000 whereas in the US, the average is above 46 k So it's worth mentioning that energy prices vary in each state, turning those with cheaper rates into local crypto hubs. The leading Bitcoin mining company, Riot Platforms, for example, focuses operations mainly in Colorado and Texas, two of the US regions, offering the lower energy costs. I mean, that makes uh, ultimately common sense at the end of the day. You want to go where the electricity is the cheapest if you're in the business of mining uh, BTC. And also, I want to point out here, breaking news just in, there's a $2 billion investment manager called Empowered. They just filed to launch three more Bitcoin futures ETFs, and Gary Gensler cannot contain his excitement for yet another ETF futures application. Max Kaiser responded to this, more Bitcoin uh, futures ETFs will give Wall Street some leverage to suppress the Bitcoin price. A Bitcoin spot price ETF would potentially bring a fresh $1 trillion into Bitcoin, and Wall Street, on the direction of the Fed, is trying to stop or to at least delay that from happening. I mean, that, my friend, is a given. We're witnessing that in real time, although the apps for the ETF spots in the United States have been pushed back until 2024, virtually meaning don't expect any ETFs that are spot Bitcoin ETFs to be approved anytime soon in the US. However, Gensler and the SEC, they're loving these futures ETFs so they can continue manipulating the markets and the prices under the illusion of protecting the investors, which we all know is a bunch of hogwash at the end of the day. But yeah, let's discuss uh, these futures ETFs in a little greater uh, detail and shout out uh, to Max Kaiser. As uh, pointed out here, empowered funds have filed to launch three Bitcoin futures ETFs that will use the ARK Invest and 21 share brands in their names. Although the ETS will use the 21 shares and ARC brands. Those two firms will function as the fund sub-advisor and uh, sub-advisor respectively. Empowered, which is a subsidiary of Alpha Architect doing business as EA advisors, will serve as the fund's advisor. The ARC 21 shares active Bitcoin futures ETF will invest primarily into Bitcoin futures traded on the CME. Now, the ETF will also serve for the underlying ETF and two other Bitcoin-related ETFs. The ARC 21 shares active on-chain Bitcoin strategy ETF 
ETF will invest at least 25% of its assets in the digital asset and blockchain strategy ETF, its prospectus shows. Now, the on-chain ETF will use a proprietary trend indicator model to adjust its allocation strategy, depending on whether the Bitcoin market trend is bullish or bearish. And according to the prospectus, under bullish conditions, the ETF can invest 100% of its assets in the underlying ETF. And under bearish conditions, the fund will invest up to 75% of its assets in U.S. Treasury securities, money market instruments, and repurchase agreements. So depending upon the model's trend uh, assessment, the ETF's investment team will adjust the fund's exposure to Bitcoin futures. The filing shows the ETF investment team will lean on the model, but will have full discretion in determining the active ETF allocation to the Bitcoin futures. And meanwhile, the ARC 21 shares digital asset and blockchain strategy ETF will invest in the underlying ETF, along with the investments that provide exposure to digital assets in the companies engaged in blockchain digital asset technology in the fintech industry. That ETF can have up to 80% allocation to the Bitcoin futures ETF, where other assets can invest up to 20% of its assets in cash or cash equivalents, such as treasuries or in real estate investment trusts. Now for the fees for the ETFs. Unfortunately, they were not disclosed. 21 Shares co-founder and president will serve as the portfolio manager on the funds. According to the filings, now ARK and 21 Shares may be looking to diversify their range of Bitcoin ETFs and could be attempting to launch their own futures ETF to use within their own ETF strategies they shared. Quoting them here in the prospectus, while current news has revolved around spot Bitcoin ETF filings, realistically, there may still be a long time uh, to be approved. And it seems that ARK is trying to make use of the current resource and continue to expand its current lineup of crypto funds. Shout out to uh, Kathy Wood. While keeping its eye on the goal, which is ultimately a spot Bitcoin ETF, which is virtually what we're all wanting for. We're all chanting, but the regulators and the SEC continue ignoring all the ETF applications, and now they don't have to respond to them until next year. So I'm still hopeful that a spot Bitcoin ETF can be approved next year, preferably before the halving, which is scheduled to take place in less than nine months, sometime in April of 2024, which would be uh, you know, the perfect storm. Uh, because as Max pointed out, we have at least minimal a trillion dollars, which are virtually going to pour into Bitcoin overnight from the release of that Bitcoin ETF as there's mega giants awaiting to invest in Bitcoin, but they can't until they get the green light from the regulators. So that's the scenario we are currently in. Shout out to everyone in the live chat. We already have almost 300 people here live. I love to see that and I appreciate everyone's support. Now let's discuss the Bitcoin final fake out before we go bull and then we'll be discussing uh, analysts uh, predicting a parabolic surge and then we'll break down the most bullish price prediction in crypto news alerts history, which is Fidelity, one of the largest asset managers in the world, predicting the Bitcoin price to rise to literally $1 billion per coin. You know what I mean? So yeah, let's discuss this fake out first. History suggests that the current Bitcoin correction could be the final fake out to the downside before Bitcoin explodes to a new macro bull run, according to tech dev, the analyst. He shared with his almost half a million ex-followers that if the past cycles are an indicator of what's to come, Bitcoin's recent crash to the 25 level might act as a spring for a new expansion up. Quitting him here, either the months ahead surprised the market yet again, or this time is truly different. Now, the trader has been known to watch the global liquidity cycle which he portrays by pitting the Chinese 10-year bonds against the U.S. dollar index. TechDev's charts appears to be using the true strength indicator, TSI, to gauge the momentum of those Chinese 10-year bonds versus the DXY. TechDev's 
chart suggests that the TSI is flashing a bullish cross, which is a technical reading that is also present at the start of the previous bull markets. TechDev is also basing his analysis on the super trend indicator, which generates bull and bear signals based on whether the price breaks previous open or closed levels during that given period. He says that an optimal scenario for Bitcoin would be a run-up to the two-month super trend level of around $50,000, represented by the red line on the chart before testing support near $30,000 or so, and then launching into a parabola. Let's go. And according to Tech Dev, the move will enable Bitcoin's two-month chart to drop to the support area of the Bollinger Band with Indicator, which is a level which signaled the start of the 2017 and 2020 bull markets. Traders use that BBW indicator to gauge in assets, volatility, quitting Tech Dev alongside this chart, want to see a move up to two-month super trend plus a retest to complete the two-month compression. Well, let's go. How many of you would love to see that 50000 price action? Let me know. The analyst also makes a comparison between now and 2016, where Bitcoin spent several months above the Gaijin channel, testing it as support while consolidating before moving into a clear uptrend. And based on the comparison, Bitcoin may be repeating its 2016 recovery by consolidating just above that channel for a lengthy period of time before grinding up to new all-time highs. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analyst. And when do you feel we're likely to rise back on up and capture that $50,000 target? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. Now let's break down this parabolic surge followed by that $1 billion price prediction by Fidelity. Let's go. Closely followed analysts as Bitcoin is likely mirroring its 2020 market structure that saw Bitcoin rally from 16000 to 60000 in a few months. Keep that in mind, fam. Bitcoin can do things like that. <laughs> if you forgot, you maybe need a reminder. Synonymous analyst Credible Crypto tells his followers Bitcoin has likely taken a breather after surging by about 100% this year. And according to the trader, Bitcoin's 2023 price action is reminiscent of its March to August 2020 performance when Bitcoin surged by about 200% prior to a one-month consolidation period. Quitting him here, the current structure is identical to the one we saw on Bitcoin at 16 to 18,000 prior to the 60-day rally to 60,000. So we'll just stop right there for a moment. Bitcoin was 16 to 18,000 and within 60 days, it rose on up to $60,000. So to think that cannot happen again, you got to be crazy because Bitcoin is on its own vector, obviously, and anything is possible. I just wanted to point that out. Back to the analysts. Fractals aren't guarantees of anything, but they often repeat when the goal of the technical context are the same. Preach. In this case, both these structures are primarily sideways, ranging structures occurring after a clean, clear impulse, which is an uptrend, and near vertically rally off to a major low, which makes me believe that the goal here is reaccumulation. And so the technical context is the same. In both cases, no significant high time frame market structure has yet been broken, but in both cases, many are calling for much lower. So Credible says that Bitcoin went up on a parabolic rally in 2020 after the reaccumulation phase, which he thinks will happen again for Bitcoin this time around, quitting him here alongside this chart. A breakout from the accumulation range last time ignited the next leg up, which sent Bitcoin up 200% in two months. Not so shabby, right? A 120% rally after a breakout of this accumulation range is all we need to hit a new all-time high. And this time, we have twice as much time, four months to do it in 2023. So do I think we can still make a new all-time high this year for Bitcoin? Absolutely. But let me know if you agree or disagree with the analyst that we could potentially see new all-time highs this year before the 
halving year in 2024. Again, estimated to be sometime in April. And now for our breaking story of the day and the moment you have all been waiting for, Fidelity. I just looked up how much in assets under management they control, and it said north of $10 trillion, which means they're almost as big as BlackRock and just as bullish on Bitcoin, if not even more bullish, considering their head of macro, Jimmy and Timmer, is predicting a $1 billion price action. In fact, I remember when he made a $100 million uh, price action, and then after, he's like, yo, we're way too bearish. This thing is going to a billion dollars. Let me break down the math and why this analyst from Fidelity, one of the largest asset managers in the, in the world, firmly believes that the Bitcoin price will one day hit a billion dollars. Let's check it out. Uh, one Bitcoin may be equivalent to $1 billion by the year 2038. That's the caveat. According to Jerry and Timmer, director of the Macro uh, uh, Global at Fidelity, Timmer backed up his assertion with the four-year uh, chart that combined the stock-to-flow model with his demand model. Quitting him here, Metcalf's law holds that as the number of its users grow linearly, a network's value or by interference, the Bitcoin price grows geometrically. The implication is that the utility value of Bitcoin will outgrow its operational network. That's right. This operational network encompasses uh, buyers, sellers, exchanges, ATMs, and in addition to also including participating retailers, both directly and indirectly, and some leading organizations such as the Dallas Mavs and AT&T. Rounding out this network are a few of the issuers, several banks, and a multitude of small businesses. Timmer's own demand model grows very slowly in proportion to the stock-to-flow combo supply model. The asset management director's demand model predicts the Bitcoin will reach $1 million by 2030, the same as Kathy Wood of ARK Invest. That would be the medium scenario. I believe their bullish scenario is 1.48 million with the bearish scenario like over 200,000. So 1 million kind of being the, the average. Now also note the stock to flow combo model forecast, a price between 1 million and $10 million uh, by 2030. Jerry and Timmer's demand model seems to historically represent the floor or the bottom of the price. The stock to flow model appears to be a better fit for the peak. However, the gap between both models widens significantly after 2030. One of the suggested reasons for the widening gap after 2030 is the change in the value of the dollar. It should be noted, however, that this reasoning is not yet set in stone. So yeah, Bitcoin can hit a billion dollars because of the changes in the dollar value. That's another caveat. Uh, caveat Timmer uh, stated that the value of the dollar changes in relation to other assets, and he further pointed out that $1 invested into stocks in the 18th century is worth about $4 billion of today's money. So going by this assumption, $1 million today can be worth $1 billion in 20 years' time. That's right, especially with hyperinflation. Uh, in, inflation. Changes in the dollar's value, especially depreciation over several decades, render the same amount with less purchasing power. This is why huge sums back then appear less by today's standards. For instance, $1 million can purchase a lot of significant things a few decades ago, but to put that into perspective, reasonably higher-end houses in the U.S. cost between twenty dollars and $50,000. I don't know where they got these numbers. I think they probably mean 200000 to $500,000. But anyways, there is an increasing number of billionaires across the globe today. Some observers even believe we may see the first trillionaire in this lifetime. I firmly believe it's going to be a Bitcoiner. What do you think? The same applies to organizations with several companies now passing the $1 trillion market cap. 
valuation. Now, also, as I previously mentioned, uh, he also pegged Bitcoin to hit 100 million by 2035 initially using the same stock to flow model. Now, Jerry and Timmer also made those predictions back then. As untested and uncertain Timmer's predictions are, he is not the only one with such lofty forecasts. We also have Deutsche Bank also forecasting Bitcoin will dominate by 2030. So the million dollar question, will and can Bitcoin achieve Fidelity's $1 billion price prediction by the year 2038? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. Hoddle.